Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody. Happy 2023. Welcome to High on Homegrown. I am Mackie from the UK. And joining us this week, we have Monkey. Yes, yeah, I am here. Uh, and you know what? It's only going to be me and Mackie today, from what I understand. So, oh, spoiler back. alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert, bro. Here go. Spoiler <laughs> alert. What was that? Something else? I, and we have no one else today. We've just got to warm them up to it, man. <laughs> hey, look, man. It Rip the bandage off and just go with it. Just go with it. Just go with that's it. That's it, man. No, but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, heck, we've done shows before. Of we course, man. This. Of course. We can't expect everybody to be here all the time. And on New Year's Day, sometimes uh, people are not going to be able to make it. TG is not feeling too well today. So hopefully he's feeling better next week. Uh, Bubble Hawk is working. Marge is with family. So for now, it's just me and Monkey. But uh, later on on the show, for the second half of the show, where we do grow guides, we should have Chad Westport joining us. He's a little bit busy right now. He's doing some planting. So he, he can't join us right now. But once he's done with that, then he'll be jumping in and joining us with the show. So he's not going to be me really, and Monkey for the whole time. That doesn't bode really well for us, though, does it? It's, you mean you gave everybody, everybody's got to do this, everybody's got to do this, and Mackie and Monkey have nothing to do, so we're here today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds pretty, pretty <laughs> we, dismal. We just live that, right? alone in a cave with we internet connection. That's right. We, <laughs> we wake up and we get on the podcast and then we go to sleep and they turn us off and that's it, basically. That's right. Do we show switch off? Well, I hope everybody's had a nice Christmas, New Year, Hanukkah, uh, all those different festivals that get celebrated around this time of year. I hope everybody Wines had a nice time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Festivus. Yes, we've got, we forgot Festivus. Mm hmm. Yes, Twisty said you have something to do. It's right here. Yeah, that's it. This is what we do. This is our Sunday nights, man. It's been this way for like two years. This is episode <laughs> 119, everybody. 119. And that just means the 119th stream that we've done on a Sunday. That doesn't include all the fucking interviews that we've done over all this time and how many episodes have been released out onto iTunes and Spotify and all that. We have put a lot of content out there, man. Shitloads. To the point to where I don't remember some of it at this point. Oh, yeah. I used to remember every interview we did, and sometimes now I have to go back and look at it and say, oh, yeah, now I remember that one. But, oh, yeah, oh remember that one? So remember? remember? So many people we have talked to, so many excellent people. But yeah, we had a good New Year's session yesterday with Martin as well. That was good. That was good shit. We're going to get Martin on for an interview. That's Martin Condon from Martin's World. He'll be on for an interview tomorrow. We'll be chatting with him to see... Uh, what's going on with all the court cases he's involved with? What's happening with the, he had a bit of controversy a couple of months ago? We want to find out what's going on there. Just have a general chit chat with our friend Martin and see what's, what his plan is for 2023. Yes. And I really did enjoy that session last night with Martin. And it was Martin and the uh, Irish activist groups and us. And it was a really loose, upbeat session. It, it was a great way to bring in the new year. Mm-hmm. So I would love to do that again one time, you know? Yeah, it's always good fun. We, we have done a lot of work with Martin in the past. He's a good friend, good friend of the show, you know? Well, he sees it like we see it. We get along on, on that respect. So no problem there, you know? We, we are not criminals. We just want to grow our own cannabis. We are not criminals. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with him there, though, man. But it's been a crazy, crazy uh, holiday season, man. Uh, was the holidays good to you, Mackie? Oh, yeah, well, it was relaxing for a change. You know, I, I took a step back from all the work on the forum 
for a week or so. Did a jigsaw yeah. puzzle. Uh, drank nice. a couple of bottles of whiskey. Nice. Uh, just uh, relaxed for a change, which I don't do often enough. Was it decent whiskey? Uh, yeah, it was good, man. It was. Nice. It's called Jura, J-U-R-A. It's not like fucking really expensive whiskey, but it's a nice one. And it, yeah. uh, it's I've got it here. I've got the empty bottle here. Uh, rum cask finish. So it was whiskey, okay. and then it was put in a rum cask to finish after. I had a little bit of sweet. It was nice, man. It was. I'll give it a quick read. It says, smooth and creamy with layers of tropical fruits and gentle spice from hand-selected rum casks. It was good, All man. All right. Yeah. Nice. I liked it. Good. I didn't have any whiskey for during Christmas. It was mostly just various craft beers. My kids come in and, and we like to go to the breweries and, and get special and fill up, a, fill up coolers with various special things like that and just kind of, you know, hang out and over the period of several days, enjoy them. Nice. So it's pretty good, though. I always love it when the kids come, come back and everybody's in the house the same, like it used to be kind of thing like that, so. Always yeah, man. Christmas, but it was cold, man. Let me tell you, it was Fuck cold. Off. It looked like days. fucking eight degrees <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, it, we were in the minuses for Christmas. Really? And, uh, Damn. I've got a brown lemon tree to prove it. So, yeah. <laughs> it just, uh, it, it was bitter cold, man. Serious. But for uh, the entire time that my daughter was down here, it never got above freezing. It's been good. Um, back on the ball now. I've tra- I drank so much whiskey, ate loads of chocolate, man, and, and the crackling on the pork and all the skin off the chicken, all the foods which you're not <laughs> supposed to be eating at my age. But it was like, oh, but it's Christmas. You know how it oh, is. Oh, yeah, I do. I, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Christmas. Why not? Doesn't matter if I've got to run five mile every day at the gym to try and keep this belly off. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's Christmas. Yeah, we could just no. do 10 mile for a few weeks. It's okay. I did that obligatory, you know, like two days after Christmas, stand on the scale and go like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, usually, though, I have to admit, though, if, if I maintain the lifestyle correctly, just going a little bit heavy for a few days, usually that weight doesn't stick. It'll fall back off if, if I'm careful. But one yeah. of those deals. You always, always like, oh, gosh, what did I just do to myself? <laughs> I, but I definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah, between the drinking and the rich food and, and so many calories laying around everywhere. No, it's fucking worth it for that crackling, though. The, <laughs> now, that's your opinion on that. You can have the crackling, in my opinion. Mm-mm. But I mean, I love the crunch, but I don't like the fat. Oh, man. I like both crunchy and fatty. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, well, listen, if you ever come and visit down here, they'll 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 actually bury you in cracklings. They're everywhere here. Oh, gosh. It's like a national currency here. You know, it's just I should have visited 20 years ago when my body could handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's anybody's body can handle as much crackling as, as they eat down here. Damn. Yeah, man. So here we are back again for 2023. It's going to be uh, that's a uh, discord beeping. Let me turn that off so it doesn't keep beeping at us. Uh, there's trout. Who is it? Put, somebody put a plant pictures up in the Discord. It was stale. What's up, stale? So, and it is linked there in the YouTube. Everybody, if you are, if you are on Discord and you want to come and join the Discord server, then it's at the top of the YouTube chat. You can just click it to join there. So we're doing a bit of a revamp on the Discord server. So if you are on Discord and you want to come and join the server and maybe help us build it up a little bit, you know, try and get more people over there, more traffic and shit, then let us know. 
if you're good at Discord, especially, let us know because I'm not very good at the Discord thing. But anyway, we should move on with some cannabis news and shit. Otherwise, we'll just sit here talking about all this shit all day long. Because you know what yeah. we're like. We're not we're like. It's, uh, it's Christmas, right? Well, not anymore. Yeah, but it, yeah. it was. It was. <laughs> That's so. okay. It's starting <laughs> off the new year. You know what? It's a relaxed show. It's just the two of us. We got plenty of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. so let's do it, man. Let's move on yeah, to that yeah, cannabis yeah. news. Let's do it. So, yes, cannabis news time, everybody. And there's a couple of stories here that we're going to cover. Not as many as usual because there's not as many panel members. We have three stories. If anybody's got any stories they want us to cover, then uh, drop it in the YouTube chat and we'll take a look. But uh, you want to go first, Mike? You want to talk about yours? Sure. Um, this story came, uh, when I saw the story, it tied in very well with some things that TG was talking about happening in, in Canada. So I thought it was it was worth mentioning for sure. Um, Food and Drug Administration considers regulating cannabis compounds, CBD and foods, supplements over safety concerns. So yeah, again, here we go with, with the, the whole CBD thing. Uh, TG had talked about how uh, Canada was going, we had called for a moratorium on products like Delta-8 and hemp-derived Delta-9, THCOs, THCNs, things like this, all derived from CBD. Well, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is going to go one step further. They, they're looking at that material, but they're also looking at CBD as a whole. That's what are the safety concerns. I suppose it would say in the article, right? It does. You know, Food and Drug Administration is reportedly planning to announce a regulatory framework for products like CBD that are derived from legal cannabis, meaning hemp, uh, in the coming months amid concerns about product quality and safety. Now, this is exactly what we've been talking about all along, Mackie. You know, these, these products in the U.S., because it's hemp-derived, it comes from the farm bill, uh, it can be extracted from hemp. And it go, undergoes absolutely no requirement of any kind of inspection, and it can be sold to the public as is. I mean, it doesn't have to be tested to be pesticide-free or certain strength. This, as long as it's less than a certain percentage of, of THC, it's good to go. Wow, so they don't even test it for any of the, the harsh chemicals that could be in the industry? They don't have to. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, have, they have to test it for anything that would be... Uh, known like for other foods so yeah i guess they have to test it for insecticides or something like that but you know when it comes to things like pgrs and things like that that's not a problem in this industry it's completely unregulated so it's crazy Uh, cbd products have proliferated in the years since the enactment of the 2018 farm bill legalized industrial hemp a variant of the cannabis plant that lacks the intoxicating properties of versions grown in consumption as medical or recreational cannabis that opened the door for sales of CBD products ranging from drinks to edible gummies to creams, lotions that contain no more than 0.3% THC, which is the cannabinoid chemical that can induce the high in users and is, is illegal in the federal law despite legalization in 21 states. There's a little now, dig there, isn't it? A little dig, um, despite legalization in 21 states. Yeah, now the article does do that. It digs, but I have to, uh, you know, when I read through the article, I have to say that the article is fairly balanced. So it does dig, but it digs digs both ways. Right. Which is not a bad thing like that. You know, it says, when asked for comment about the upcoming regulatory plan, a spokesman for the FDA provided Fox Business a statement for the FDA Principal Deputy Commissioner, Janet Woodcock, MD, who is in charge of the agency's effort to regulate cannabis, 
was also given to the Wall Street Journal. Given what we know about the safety of CBD so far, it raises concerns for the FDA, FDA about whether these existing regulatory pathways for food and dietary supplements are appropriate for the substance. FDA is currently reviewing three citizen positions related to this, and we want to respond to them as soon as possible. Now, the thing about it, what they're basically saying is people have raised concerns about how available CBD is. And I mean, you can find CBD anywhere in, in, uh, in the states right now, especially in uh, states that are still prohibition states, because guess what? That's what we have down here. And like I said, you can go any any uh, little convenience store, or a petrol station, and CBD is right there. You can go in your grocery store or even the big mega stores, and products enhanced with CBD will be on the shelf. And this is what they're talking about now. This stuff is everywhere. It's being touted to relieve pain and cure just about any disease you can think of. So the FDA finally says, well, maybe we ought to look at this. So I'm not against looking at it. You know, one of those things. I still think that you should be able to grow your own. And if you if you're growing your own and you're consuming what you grow, that's own damn business. Excuse me, but that's just the way it is. You know, mm -hmm. if if I want to spray it with with insecticides, and I know I did that, and then I want to consume it, that's my problem. So I think this this is a, a situation here that they're only looking at uh, the the industrial application and industrial use of these products in mainstream consumer goods. Uh, so the FDA is researching the effects of CBD in conjunction with the National Institutes of Health and finding will inform its recommendations about the regula regulations of those products. A study by the National Institute of Health found that a pharmaceutical grade CBD product known as Epidiolex has helped reduce seizures in patients with epilepsy yeah, in yeah. children over the age of two, but also causes diarrhea, fatigue, and elevated liver enzymes in some children. Well, we've heard this from the uh, the medical moms that have been on the show before, and the diarrhea is more like caused from the amount of oil they consume rather than yeah. the CBD, isn't it? But, I mean, that's a fair thing. I mean, we're not saying that this doesn't happen. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. we also know that because of this, the diarrhea and things such as this, they, they know how to handle that. The moms have figured out, okay, if this happens, you just have to, you know, it's a dietary thing. Like you said, it's mm -hmm, the oils mm -hmm. and whatnot. There, You change the oils to a different oil that, that the the person, the child can can process better and these problems go away. But I do think it is fair though, saying that, okay, because we have an issue with some children that we do need to look at it. They're not talking about pulling this product off the market. Mm -hmm. They're just saying that knowing that it does affect some people, maybe we need to look a little bit further into yes. this. I have no problem with that. They're not asking, they're not saying they're gonna pull it off the market right away here. Mm -hmm. Once the FDA is ready to move forward with making regulatory recommendations, it will have to decide whether CBD products can be regulated as food or dietary supplements rather than drugs, or if the agency needs to develop a framework or call upon Congress to enact a law to control the substance. Now, that scares you right there when they say enact a law to control CBD. You know, because gosh, we all know what happens when you any kind of cannabis law comes into. I mean, by God, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, that would take so many years. There would be so many loopholes, so much pork projects thrown on top of it. It's ridiculous. Do we really need this level of study? I'm not really sure we do. Uh, because cannabis plants contain dozens of, of cannabinoid chemicals, including THC and CBD, and among others, new cannabis products will emphasize newly discovered cannabinoids 
present as a challenge, and that presents a challenge for the regulators. Now, we talked about this with the CBD stuff all during the year. We know that the Delta 8's out there, but you know, not talked about as much, but still out there in the market is HHC, THCO, and THCN. And there are other chemicals that are being made from the CBD molecule that are, that are out there. These are way more potent than, than the Delta 8 that's on the market right now. These are pretty potent stuff. They're very popular in some of the Asian countries because, again, they fit through the loophole. Mm -hmm. So these kind of things, you know, when you start when you start manipulating molecules to the level that these things have been manipulated to to create these new chemicals, maybe it is good if we get a longer uh, look at these things before we turn these things loose and say, oh, it's it's safe. Let everybody have this. So they said, not... said this recently, isn't it, about like, when Spice came out and did all these different variants of synthetic weed. And it, it was like they're legal for a while before because they're brand new and nobody knows about them. You know, the authorities mm -hmm. don't know about them. But eventually the government catch up and then shut them down. But the government moves slow. That's, that's what they it do. It does. It does. I mean, it took for the spice. It took about three years from finally clamped down and, and reduced the supply. It didn't. It hasn't been eliminated. The spice is still out there. The it spice melange. <laughs> it can still be legally purchased through the internet in various places. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend it because, again, you, it's something that you really don't know what you're getting. I'd stay away from it if I were you and grow your own cannabis. That's yep. what we keep telling you: grow your own cannabis is the best bet. But yeah, you're right. I mean, as soon as they make one molecule illegal, they're just going to go ahead and switch to the next one. So right now, if they would say Delta-8 is illegal, they would stop making Delta-8 and probably start making something like HHC, which is also a, C a CBD. Uh, Delta-7, bro. Delta-7. I don't know what Delta-7 is, man. No, neither do I, but somebody will make it. <laughs> no, it'll be Delta-10, man, because, you know, more powerful. Ooh, got to go higher with the number. Even Delta stronger 10. than Delta-9. That's right, Delta-10. Delta 2.0, 10.1 or something like that. You I'm know? saying, but I have no problem with, with the FDA looking at this thing, but it does scare me anytime that a government agency gets involved here because, because in the they're States, the government <laughs> in the United States, when the government gets involved, red tape gets long, a lot, really, really long and mm -hmm. shit, not always good shit happens. Mm-hmm. So Just, I hope, uh, that they get, hope, hope they get this thing right this time, you know, regulate it, find out what it is and then get up, you know, let us deal with it. We can all dream. Yeah. But, I think but, that actually we're probably going to see some Delta eight regulations in 2023. That'll be one of my Manuai predictions that we will start hearing some more, more uh, federal concerns about Delta eight. Four plants said something in the chat there. He said, uh, he told my doctor i take cbd uh he told me i shouldn't sorry they told me i shouldn't as it affects the liver the effects on the liver are unknown tells me to take naproxen which is known to affect liver there, there is there is some truth in that for plants we spoke about this i think it was with um reefer madness when them guys were on the show for an interview if you go back and find that episode then that will give you more information but taking CBD does affect the way the liver processes some medications. So yes. the, there's some medications that, uh, that you'll get a buildup of it because it's not being processed in the same way because you're using CBD. So it is important to make sure that uh, you do check that with your doctor. If you're using any medications that are made specifically to affect the liver, be careful yeah. with your CBD intake. 
I specifically asked my doctor that question about uh, about cannabis and, and any other medications. And she specifically did say it was the CBD that affects other things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and again, like Becky, you hit it, you said it perfectly. I couldn't say it any better than that. Yeah. If, if you're taking other medications, ask your doctor, mm -hmm. you know, if you're not, I wouldn't have any, any uh, concerns. And this is the problem with them being ignorant, man. You know, with doctors being ignorant for so long, they're just so against cannabis. It's like when you bring it up, they're just like, do you want to die of cancer? You know, it's like, come on, man, get a fucking grip. You don't need to be such dicks about it. And now when they tell you things that could possibly be legitimate, you just think it's boy cries wolf, isn't it? So oh, they're just going on again. They're just so anti-cannabis because that's what we've been putting up with for so long. But in, in this case, when they talk about CBD and the effects on the liver, there seems to be some science behind it. Yeah, there is some science behind it. They don't know if it's dangerous or uh, a dangerous effect on the liver. So I can fully understand why the FDA wants to look at this a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But I would have to guess because cannabis has been around for a very long time and we've been we've been using cannabis for a very long time. And the prevalence of liver disease has not been there, but from cannabis users. So I just don't my guess my uneducated medical guess is that the effect on the liver is not going to be a huge one. It's the other medications, it's the way the medications are processed that causes the problems. It's not the CBD itself causing the problem. It's the way the CBD reacts with the other medications. It's As like I say, you, you do some research on it, some actual research. Don't just listen to a pair of stoners here who don't really know what they're talking about. But there is something to it. Just Google it and you'll be able to get the right information. Well, there's, there's some statin drugs that, for cholesterol that are affected greatly by grapefruit. And that would be an easy example of uh, the same situation with CBD can also uh, interfere the pathway for other drugs, just the way grapefruit mm -hmm. can, can mm -hmm. interfere with statins. So that's why you want to let your doctor know if you're using cannabis. They cannot have you arrested in the United States. I don't know about the rest of the countries, but in the United States, what you tell your doctor is between you and your doctor. So do not be afraid to tell your doctor that you are using cannabis in any form because it might, might be something that affects your health long term. Doctor needs to know. But right. if, the doctor, if the doctor reveals your personal information to anyone, including the law enforcement, the authorities, that can cause that physician to lose their license in the United States, at least. Yeah, in the United States. I'm not sure that's the same rules here in the UK. And that's why I'm saying, because I know we have listeners all around the world, and I want you mm -hmm. to understand that's the case in the United States. We are protected with our medical privacy. We have doctor-patient confidentiality. That's a law. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I've got a piece of it's it's kind of news oh from, boy. from the UK over here. Kind uh, of it's kind of news. It's just stuff that needs to be covered because you know we all do this particular thing of growing cannabis, and for many of us, it's illegal. And even if it <laughs> isn't illegal, you need to try and keep this shit hidden, man. You don't want people finding out about it. You know, there's people out there who will come and kick up your door and take your shit, which you don't want happening. Uh, so this one is going to be how to spot a cannabis farm on your street when it snows this winter. <laughs> this is um, from Manchester Evening News. Sorry, Monkey. This, I was laughing because it's kind of a good, funny article. I'm going to have fun with this one. <laughs> well, for a start, you know, I like to pick it out. This is the title of the article. And oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just where's the capital letters here? This is the title, motherfuckers. Who writes this shit? The cold snap could help crime fighters. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> wow. For a start, man, it's like, come on, they ain't crime fighters. And I was thinking about this the other day. It really fucking annoys me. 
it, it's like the police are no longer there to protect people against criminals. That's not what they're there for anymore. They are there to raise money for the government. If whatever they're doing, when they're arresting somebody, it's, it's more like if they can find them or prosecute them to, in a financial way, they're more likely to do something about it. But if it's just to catch somebody and put them in prison for doing something wrong, it's like they're less likely to bother. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. It's fucking, it's a piss take, man. It's the, the system is so broken. But anyway, so the snow is out there to help the crime fighters, everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it says, uh, as great uh, Manchester freezes amid bitterly cold temperatures, people are starting to dream of a white Christmas. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> they said that C word, that, that other C word, didn't they? You know, it's fucking January. We starting already, you know? <laughs> so anyway, uh, the sight of trees, cars and homes covered in a layer of ice and snow has become increasingly common in recent weeks. But while the region resembles a winter wonderland, it's bad news for some as the cold snap could help crime fighters. <laughs> so, of course... Yeah, yeah, everybody knows where this is going, you know, where the ship mounts on the roof, people looking at your roof and being like, oh, my God, look, why has that house got no snow on it? And all the rest have. And it's going to be for pretty big grows that are doing things like that, but it can still make an, an effect. You know, anyway, we'll be done with the article here. Look, look at this picture. We've all seen this picture here. Police have previously shared photos showing how snow or in particular the lack of snow on a roof could be down to more than just very poor insulation. I mean, for sure. And nowadays in the UK, people aren't using that much heat. It's <laughs> about all, all that fucking snow up there. It, even even with bad insulation, man, they're, they're not paying that amount of money for that shit. God damn. So, uh, where else have we got here? I'm just checking before I read out another crappy title. Um, exposed dry bare tiles could in fact be a sign that a property is being used as a cannabis factory. But when... It could be many more other things than that. Yeah, it could be yeah. Bitcoin you, farm. You know, you could just be living in a shitly insulated house. Mm -hmm. you, know? Mm -hmm. you know, or maybe somebody in that house really one room likes it really warm. Who yeah. knows? Mm -hmm. You know, that could be a lot of things. Yeah. This is so stupid, though, because this article, I could see people walking around the streets pointing fingers. They got to grow up in there now. Well, there's a few houses in my area that I've noticed, you know, when there's frost and these particular houses don't have any frost on the fucking roof. And it's like, hmm, that could be a grow. But it's only that could be a grow. I'm not like fucking just assuming that anybody without snow on their roof is growing weed. And would that even be enough? You know, if the police are driving around and they see something like this, you think you could just rock up to somebody's house and knock on the door and be like, we notice you don't have any snow on your roof. Well, we're, in we're coming in to search the place. I don't know about in, in the UK, but I know in the States, you can't do that. That is not probable cause. Mm. That's, you know, that could just be, you know, stupidity. Maybe I don't have insulation in my house. Who cares? Maybe I left loads of salt on my roof before it snowed. Maybe I just like it hot in here. Maybe fuck you. <laughs> exactly. It's just shocking, man. I don't think they could uh, actually come and check somebody's house out just because there's a lack of snow. No, and that, that, that would be a definite shut the fuck up case if somebody would come and ask you why why your uh your roof is that way mm -hmm. sorry sorry up. officer i don't answer questions and sorry officer i have no idea what you're talking about i'll have someone look at it thank you bye i scraped it all up to build a snowman 
Yeah, it's been yeah. doing that since I lived ever since I moved in. I don't care what you tell him. Don't even tell him anything. You don't have to. But this is just a, it's a, such a poorly written article as well. This it is, is. Not, no frost on your roof. One. You're going to go, going to put you in jail for no, no snow on the roof. Wow. Mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. It says it's when just... it snows, the heat generated by cannabis farms mount the snow and leave them sticking out like a sore thumb. And they've got a list here. Telltale signs of a cannabis factory. Now you've got to use terms like this as well. Cannabis factory, cannabis farm. Yeah. And, it must be a lot of plants to produce this amount of heat to melt all of that, that shit, man. All of the it stuff. It has to be. I mean, uh, I have three small tents, I guess equivalent to one four by four. And I know I'm not pulling a thousand watts on all three tents. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not generating much heat. No, here are the telltale signs. And this is something you need to look out for on your own grow, because these are what everybody else is looking out for, man. You don't want to give off any fucking red flags or, bring any attention towards yourself. So you look out for these things in your own grow, maybe other people's as well. You know, knock on the door and be like, yo, bro, you know, there's no snow in your roof. You know, they're looking for that kind of thing. But anyway, telltale signs of a cannabis factory include a strong, sweet, leafy odor coming from an address. Hmm. So, uh, leafy odor. Huh? And you know that when, when like the lights go off, you know, when the, when the lights, when uh, it gets to the dark hours in your tent, okay. you notice how, how much it smells leafy. You know, that's the kind of smell that people are going to be able to smell. So be careful. Make sure it's uh, vented properly through carbon filtering. Of course, rule number three, cover the smell. It's just basic shit, man. But here's one, a constant low humming noise. That's going to be from your fans and your extractors. No, There's... my wife just likes to hum. she meditates she meditates a lot she's part tibetan (laughs) but that's an important one you know make sure if you can all your fans are suspended on something if you leave them on a hard service they're going to vibrate and make background noise which people are going to be listening out for you know it's in this article and so many people read the manchester evening news so you be careful out there everybody uh, windows blacked out or curtains drawn all day. That's a that's a false one right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because I guarantee you we have windows in this house that we may only open the blinds a few times a year, but the blinds are translucent and let light through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this whole thing about blinds drawn all day or, you know, curtains drawn all the time. No, man, you can filter light through that. That's oh, yeah, right. That's, that's paranoia, Mackie. That's all that yeah, is, is yeah. paranoia. But here's what I can't which is, see in that house. By gosh, something must be going on in there. Yeah, I want to be able to be nosy. I mean, mind your fucking business, man. Really? Exactly. And then we have a uh, large silver ducting tubes coming from the property. Now, come on. You got that. Just, don't be hanging out fucking tubes that's out the, your window, everybody. Now, you know, there's a lot of ways you can you can disguise that. We've talked about several of them on the show, you know dryer vent looking something like that or you can put a doghouse next to your house and vent the damn thing into a doghouse mm-hmm. nobody mm-hmm. would even know it but then There's if the doghouse doesn't have any snow on the roof that's right <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of different ways but yeah be smart i mean we've had people at percy's that live in apartments and have to vent through windows have gotten really creative and built boxes that fit in the window mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they can hook up to and doesn't even look like anything is there 
Yeah. So be creative. Don't just stick a pipe out, out the window. I and mean, just always be considering what other people would think when they see outside and be as less dodgy as possible. It's the only way you can stay safe. We have another one here. Powerful lights on at night. Well, hopefully somebody's growing in a room or a tent, you know, and, and if you have that issue, then like it would, it would, might would look odd if I was growing in my main house in the middle of the night, I unzip a tent, especially blurple light comes pouring out into the house. Mm -hmm. That would be like, what the, what's going on there? Now, just a bright light coming on for a short amount of time. I don't think that that's too suspicious in my opinion. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. But yeah, that would that would kind of be make common sense, you know. If you got this light that always is on and it's always super bright in this one room all the time, it kind of looks weird. We also have this uh, next one: residents not living at the premises full time, only visiting for short periods. And We're home that... growers, man. We don't do that. <laughs> but there is one of our listeners who does that because he has a he, he lives with his girlfriend and you know, he, he grows at his place. So though he's not got a huge grow, he just visits the place now and again. So, you, you know, take that into consideration as well, man. People are looking out for these kind of things. These are the red flags which they're looking for. Well, if, if that's the case, you know, when you go back, bring your laundry or something, make it look like you're going for something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, bring groceries in or something, take the trash out, do something. Mm -hmm. And then a uh, fertilizer, regularly, regularly. Regularly, why do you fucking say that word? Regularly, yeah, they're regularly. You got, it. you got it regularly. Yeah, Go damn, it's one of them days being taken uh, <laughs> to the property. So when you uh, get that word, yeah, when you stump on it like that, you can never get it after yeah, that. I that's hate it. That. it that's yep. it. Gone till tomorrow. Now that one, <laughs> it's frozen. But yeah, now that's the way I fixed that one. Fertilizer regularly being taken to the property. I have flower containers outside and things in the garden that are growing. And you know what? Fertilizer is what you have, what you mm -hmm, use. Mm -hmm. if, if you have a little side garden project, if you have a place you can do that, have even just a few containers of, of ferns or something like that, that explains your garden supplies. Here's a nice trick for you, everybody. What you can do, right? If you go to like, a wholesale place and buy a big bag of dog food, not like one of these 50 kilo bags, fucking big bag of dog food, man. Then that will fit most bags of soil into it. So you can go and get the bag of soil and put it into the, you know, you go to the grow shop, you buy your can of cocoa professional, whatever it's going to be. And then you put it, you take the bag with you of the empty dog food, you know, because you don't want to take dog food with you. You can give the dog food to some hungry dogs somewhere, but keep the bag. Yeah. And then you can just, it will look like you're just taking dog food into the house. You don't have to worry about that kind of shit then. That's always a good way to go. Because even having something like that in a black bag raises suspicion. But if your nosy bastard neighbors see you just dragging in dog food, they'll be, they'll be thinking it's just dog food. Put it in so, a laundry basket, laundry bag or something like that. There's a lot of ways you can get around that. <laughs> yeah. Don't just ever blatantly carry a five liter bottle of PK 13, 14 into your house. That <laughs> Cover put, put it up it somehow. <laughs> Put it into a sack before you bring it in or something. Yes, by all means. Mm -hmm. you know, box it up something. Uh, I don't know. Personally, my neighbors wouldn't know what PK 13, 14 would be neatly used for unless there was a picture on it. So, mm. But if you have residents that might know, by all means, man, do everything yeah. you can to just make it look as innocent as possible. Just be extra cautious, man. Yeah. And watch out for that snow on the roof, right, Mackie? 
Yep. Well, it says here to finish this off. The image above was taken by officers in Harlem near Amsterdam and was shared on social media by Kingsbridge police who said, if we are lucky enough to have some decent snow, how's that ever a fucking sentence? If we're lucky enough to have some decent snow, what the fuck are you on? God damn. It's never decent snow. It's never decent. Fuck snow. That's why they call it snow. It's like snow. You know, (laughs) if we are lucky enough to have some decent snow over the next few days. And if anybody notices sites like this, can you let us know? Now, this is interesting right here because we have covered stories about the UK police using heat guns aimed at houses, taking heat registers off off of different houses. And they claimed it was not looking for illegal cannabis grows. And now this article is coming out saying, now, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So what is it? The tinkle we- said there in a, in chat, say you're growing some exotic plants. And this is something which I've wondered, right? Say, say you want to grow some weed. So you, instead of growing the weed to start off with, you get your grow tents, you get your big beast lights and all this shit. And you grow these exotic plants and then you grass yourself up. You phone your bill like there's no snow on this guy's roof. Go and check it out. So they kick your door off, raid your house and find out that you've just got a couple of fucking fancy plants growing. It's not even cannabis. And you you like, you know, you pay for it. They have to pay for all your shit because they didn't find anything. And then it happens again a second time. So they come and kick your door off and they find again just exotic plants. Then the third time, they go, it starts to get harassment at this point. You're like, officers, if you do this again, I'm going to consider it harassment. I'm going to take you fuckers to court, right? So then they'll be less likely to come and kick your door off when they get the complaint about, you know, it seems dodgy. So then you can take the exotic plants out. You can put your ganja plants in and not have to worry about being raided no more. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? No? Monkey's gone. Are you gone, monkey? Monkey was on mute again. Oh, huh. oh. you know that happens. <laughs> Makes sense, right? You can do that. You can it, just. It does make sense, really. Yeah. You know, but if they come around here, I, I grow everything from orchids to to marigolds, and you know anything in between, and pineapples, you name it. It's it's here. And mm-hmm. if they come looking for for plants growing, they're going to find them. They're going to find all kind of plants. Is what they're going to find. So. Don't say. And me, you know, if you love to grow things, that's the easiest way to explain a grow is grow things besides cannabis. Mm-hmm. And I just love flowers anyway. I love cannabis flowers. I love all of them. So to me, it just makes me happy when I see them. All good. But yeah, remember that the keep your spot, look your, your grow area looking as innocent as possible. That's, mm-hmm. that's the whole key to it. You know, you want to you want to stay under the radar. Everything mm-hmm. can be explained. That's what you want to do. But, you know, just that's it. stick to the three rules. Be safe. Don't, don't do anything crazy or outlandish or try and get yourself caught up in some mess you don't want to get involved in. It's better to just stay below the radar altogether. Just, you know, don't tell anybody. Don't sell to anybody. Cover the smell of the grow and you should be okay. Just, you should be. Your own little personal grow. And if you've got a, a small personal grow, it's not going to produce enough heat to go melting all of the fucking snow off your roof. That's more like when people have got 200 plants and venting it all into the loft. Yeah, I mean, I could understand where if you're tent growing in the loft and there's no insulation up there, kind of thing like that, that you might run into a a situation where the snow could melt faster. But in those situations, insulate the ceiling. I mean, or or, put put a tent in the tent. There's a lot of ways to around that. 
You know what I mean? Officer comes around the house. He's like, why is there no snow on your roof? It's like, I keep your mum in the loft, mate. There's lots of friction. <laughs> I got a smokehouse in the I got a smokehouse in the loft. I'm making I'm making jerky. Yeah, so yeah, don't, don't do that. The officer will be pissed off if you say something about his mom, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and we also have a, a news article from our friend Chad Westport, and he isn't here right now because he's busy, but he's going to be joining us later on. Uh, do you want to read this one out, Monkey? You want to take a quick shot at this one? I had seen this one in, in the news, but I haven't read through it yet. So we'll just kind of stumble, stumble through it. It's a national weed glut is causing prices to plummet and imperiling business. In Michigan, mm. the number of cultivators has doubled while prices have dropped by 75%. Damn. That's a big drop in it. Yeah, it is, man. But, you know, that's the situation that, that we, uh, we've heard about across Canada. You know, you've got a glut. Mm -hmm. California's got a glut. Oregon's got a glut. I think uh, Washington's that way. Oklahoma's that way. We're starting to see that everybody thought that this was going to be a gold rush. Everybody jumped in. So guess what? Michigan, Michigan has way too much weed. The number of cannabis growing operations serving the state recreational market has almost doubled in the past year. The active number of cannabis plants now exceeds 1.2 million. Wow. That's roughly six times the volume that they had in 2020. So Wow. 1.2 million plants growing. Let's just go ahead and be conservative as, as, as a quarter pound per plant. My gosh, that's a lot of weed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and six times the volume seen in 2020, six times more in just a couple of years. Mm -hmm. wow. by, one estimate, by one estimate, Michigan has enough cultivation capacity to supply three times as much weed as the state consumers are buying. And that doesn't include the large illegal, well, let's call it unregulated market, by, uh, by all accounts, command a large share of, of the sales as well. Michigan mm -hmm. is emblematic of what's been happening across the country all year. And that's why the industry has been in a funk even after legalization spreads. Ill-fated hopes that the Democratic-controlled Washington might loosen decade-old restrictions on the drug have given way to the market glut and plummeting prices that put scores of businesses at risk for collapse. Because a lot of people, they, they, they mortgage just about everything to get into this, you know, they, they think mm. this is the green gold rush. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what's happened. They've given so many licenses here. Everything's falling apart mm -hmm. in Colorado. Prices have dropped by 51% over the last two years, according to BDSA, a cannabis analytic firm, the price per pound of cannabis has plunged by 36% in Massachusetts and 46% in Missouri in just the last year, according to LeafLink. Wow. The price the price drop is even more extreme in Michigan. Over the last two years, the price of cannabis in the recreational market has plummeted about 75% from nearly $400 an ounce to less than 100 And that's still too much, in my opinion, man. Ounce of weed for $100? I mean, it's a good price. It's better than what we have right now. But still, look at it. Ounce of weed, man. It's, it, especially when it's grown outdoors and shit. I'm trying to remember who was it that said that a... Uh an ounce of an eighth of cannabis should be priced at about the price of a six pack of, of, of beer. Well, that's what I say. That's what I okay, think yeah, is yeah. fair. Yeah. You, know, I mean, you got to think about it. That's, that's really not a bad comparison because you know, you, you buy an eighth on a weekend and that's pretty much what you would consume. Same thing with a six pack of beer. So I can see your, your analysis there. So at what, what is it? What's a six pack of beer going to cost average about 10, 10 us maybe. Oh, it's that fiver. 
<laughs> okay. Well, so you, you're saying that this would, a fiver would be probably about seven bucks then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At $7 for the six pack. So I'm eight. That's $56 an ounce mm -hmm. is, what you, is what you're looking at there. Good price, man. Good price. Yeah. That's really messy, stony math right there. But there you go. The slope is messy enough in Michigan that some industry officials are calling for a moratorium on cultivation licenses three years after the state launched a recreational what market. What the fuck is a moratorium? I'm going to have to Google that word. Moratorium means no more, man. Going to kill, kill them, basically. We're going to kill the market. Moratorium. <clears throat> we'll take a, a break. Temporary prohibition of an activity. Yep. Okay, that's, oh, that's an updated simulation. I haven't heard that word before. <laughs> well, it's common over here, pretty much. <laughs> with the glut of supply and no, no, with so many licenses and setting up businesses for failure, said uh, so many businesses are set up for failure, said Betty Whitney, an, an economist who focuses on the cannabis industry, speaking of the Michigan market. Nationally, very few people are making a profit in the industry. You know, now, when this first started, we all may remember that uh, the few people that had stores and dispensaries and grows were making a lot of money. But this is what we're seeing across the legal legal sphere is that many markets are being oversaturated with, with growers, dispensaries, everything, and everything is starting to go the other direction at this point in time. Uh, the market dynamics are exacerbated by an already grim financial outlook for weed companies, even as sales are expected to reach roughly 30 billion this year more than double the volume of the sales three years early, earlier. Companies face sky-high taxes because they're treated like illegal narcotics traffickers. Mm -hmm. And failure of a bipartisan effort, effort in Congress this month makes it easier for cannabis businesses to access, that would have made it easier for cannabis businesses to access banking means basically the house killed banking again, you know, all year. Shh. They tried three times for the banking bill and it, it got killed all three times. Wow. I mean, what is that going to do? I mean, yeah. So now, uh, you know, that means that, that your, uh, your people that are dealing with cannabis have to pay higher fees to other financial institutions that are willing to take the risk of working with them. So they're being financially penalized for doing business. That sucks. That's horrible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's one big winner in all the market upheavals, and they're saying that is weed shoppers. Yay! We win for a change. Not me, because I don't buy it. Oh, yeah, you know? true, true. <laughs> but there, somebody's winning out there. But, you hopefully. know, we, we, we could if we wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> it says, what you see is the market working, said Michael Delara, chief corporate officer for House of Dank, which has 10 retail outlets across Michigan. The consumer in Michigan is now getting the best weed in the world by far at the best prices in the world. Okay, the best weed in the world? Oh. Hmm. Might have to take him to task with that. I mean. It might be good weed, but, you know. Ain't nothing like a home grow. Exactly. That's the way it goes. Say, so lax enforcement. Michi Michigan's weed market has been in many ways a smashing success. Sales in the adult use market are slated to hit $2 billion this year, roughly four times the volume in 2020, the first year of operations. In just la the last year, the number of retail outlets where anyone at least 21 years old can purchase cannabis has grown by nearly 50%, approaching 600 stores statewide. Nearly 30,000 workers have been approved to work in the state cannab licensed cannabis businesses by the end of November, according to Michigan Cannabis Regulatory Agency. It's a lot but of jobs, all, man. It's a lot of jobs. You know, it's, it's cannabis puts people to work and puts money in the bank. 
Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is, you know. But it, it don't really because you know you can't use the bank. <laughs> it, it could, it could put money in the bank. Put it yeah. that way. Yeah. But yeah, it's crazy that uh, they keep it. These, these things like that. It's it's nuts. But by all accounts, the state has also struggled to crack down on the still vibrant illicit market. Just thirty percent of the cannabis sales come through licensed retail establishments, whether medical or recreational. In 2020, according to a study by Anderson Economic Group that was commissioned by the Michigan Cannabis Manufacturers Association. So this group says that only 30% is coming from licensed dispensaries. That seems awful low. Mm. Do you really think that uh, 70% of the cannabis is coming from either home grow or, you know, unregulated markets, Mackie? That would be a shit ton of weed. Yeah, but it depends on the price, then. If people can go to the legacy market and get fucking cheaper cannabis and a higher quality cannabis than they would at a dispensary, they're not going to go to dispensary, are they? And if they can have it delivered to their house, you know, by Trevor around the corner, <laughs> he's 15 yeah. minutes away, yeah. then they'll do it, man. They'll do it. It may, it may be closer, one of those things like that. And you may know the guy, who knows? Mm. A lot of reasons for, for, doing, for using the uh, unregulated market, but there's really no way of saying that. The rest of the transactions were either conducted through illicit channels or the state caregiver market. Now, that's something I forgot about in Michigan. There is a caregiver market. That's where a medical patient can contract with another person to grow their cannabis for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Spartan Grown was doing that for a yeah. while. Mm-hmm. Um, I know other people have done that. Most observers say the biggest problem is illicit cannabis seeping in from the market from other states, such as Oregon, Oklahoma, and California. What's wrong with that? I mean, come yeah. on now. I understand the law says we can't do that, but ultimately, I think most of us think that interstate commerce of cannabis should be normal. It's like anything else. I know we can't do it right now because of federal law, but geez, guys, you know, sooner or later, this is going to happen. Get ready for it. Whoever can produce it the best and the cheapest is going to be, be, be ahead there. Uh, there's a lot of out-of-state out products that find their way into our shelves of Michigan dispensaries. Uh, cultivation and retail companies that launched operations in the state this year were uh, Galenus Cultivation. In- interesting. Uh, Michigan fi- officials are vowing to crack down on cannabis scoff laws. In September, Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer appointed Brian Hanna as the new head of the state cannabis regulatory agency. Hanna's background is in law enforcement, including stints as an intelligence analyst for the Michigan State Police and as a deputy sheriff for the Kalamazoo oh, County. A, well, he sounds like the right guy for the job. Huh, yep. you know. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like John Wayne the whole way there, you know. Hey, we'll you know just whack him up there. Let's, yeah, we'll, we'll put him all in jail. Is that you, here. John Wayne? Is this yeah. me? It's the same old thing. This is <laughs> this is the war, war on drugs again, part two, isn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just we already know the war on drugs don't work and they're going to go into the same method here. You know, let's go out here and arrest a bunch of people, put them in jail for for growing cannabis. Dude, it didn't work the first time. Nice joke, man. We've all been hearing a lot about illicit market materials making into the regulated market. Hannah said in an interview, I want to identify that and I want to find it and expose that. To facilitate that crackdown, the regulatory agency is in the process of hiring 11 additional staffers, including six investigators. Yeah, and it's like rather than figure out why it's happening, why is more cannabis coming from the illicit market instead of the not illicit market? 
instead of figuring out why people are doing that, why they're still doing it the old way, it's like we just have to stop them. It's not going to fucking work. You tried to stop them before it was legalized and you couldn't do it. People still had access to cannabis. So what makes them think it's going to be different now? You need to figure out why people are going to the illicit market and fix those problems like too much tax. The, the price is too high. The, the cannabis is low quality. You fix those problems and people will stop going to the illicit market. It's as simple as that. But these motherfuckers don't want to do that. They just want to inflict more fucking laws on people so they can prosecute people. It's a joke, man. It's a joke. They're fucking you're, ridiculous. You're preaching to the choir, brother. Man, I know mm-hmm. exactly what you're talking about there. You're right. If, if it was priced correctly and supported and they didn't have so many hoops to jump through, the regulated market could definitely compete with the unregulated market. Mm-hmm. And as to why you've got products coming in from other states, that's a big question because if cannabis is this cheap in Michigan and people are still bringing other stuff in from other states, now you're showing me that's an even bigger problem somewhere else because mm-hmm. they're trying to get rid of their weed in a state where it ain't worth nothing. So that's an, that's an interesting a little sideline on that though. Hmm. Uh, uh, some industry officials are calling for more aggressive tactics. They want a moratorium on new cultivation license. The CRA held a public meeting in September to discuss the possibility that many business owners voiced uh, support for that idea. They don't. New, the existing owners want to want to keep new people from entering the market. That's mm-hmm. not. That is not capitalism. Nope. That's called monopoly. That is mm-hmm. definitely not what we want to see. Uh, what it, what you tend to see is a race to the bottom at this point of the market. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What people are doing is they're just trying to undercut each other. Hmm. Well, that's fully understandable. I mean, if, if you got, we talked about it before, talking about how cannabis is a is a perishable product. It has a limited shelf life. So when you're sitting there with a bunch of stuff that you know is going to be worthless in a in a couple of months, yeah, you want to move it. So I understand why the prices are going down. But the prospect of a cultivation moratorium happening anytime soon looks exceedingly remote. The regulator said it needs to be a legislative authority to adopt an even temporary moratorium on cultivation licenses. That would require approval from three quarters of the lawmakers in the House and Senate, and the Democrats are about to take control of both chambers. So Democrats are generally in favor of keeping it open. So that would mean it would be hard to get a moratorium if I'm not if I'm correct. Hopefully, that's the fucking right way to go. You can't get involved. You need to let the free market do its thing, man. If you keep stepping in and be like, sorry, my friends are playing over there. You can't go and play as well. Well, I agree. I fully agree with you. I mean, one of the situations is if you have a good product at a good price, you should be in good condition there. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the deals. You're not not overcharging for your product. Your Your product is one of the highest qualities on the market, you're going to get business. That's just mm-hmm. the way it is. Mm-hmm. But if they're taxing it to the point to where you're paying twice as much as you would have to be on an unregulated market, guess what? The government's the problem there. It's not the cannabis growers. It's yeah. the government putting putting that kind of a burden on the growers. As usual. Yeah. It's it's just nuts. The moratorium idea is out there, but I don't necessarily know if, it's, if, it, if it has momentum. Uh, the Democrats have control. I just went through that part, didn't I? I didn't scroll up. Let's see, uh, Democratic State Senator Jeff Irwin, who previously served as political director for the 2018 recreational legalization campaign, argues that the industry's struggles in Michigan have received too much attention 
for a market that's only three years old. He's concerned about illicit products seeping into the market and lack of consistent testing of products. But he doesn't think the major changes are necessary at this point. We're working on a market that was completely illicit for decades and decades and decades, Erwin said. And I think sometimes we miss how much progress has been made in the last few years on the growing legal market. Like, this guy actually sounds like he's talking, he doesn't want to intervene there. So that he's, mm -hmm. he's like us, mm -hmm. Mackie, let it, let it do its thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, Michigan's weed glut is going to reshape the industry in the coming months. Struggling businesses are likely to either collapse or get gobbled up by bigger, better finance competitors. We are starting to see a lot of people wanting to sell. Hmm. Well, I see that too. I mean, have you watched any, any uh, the weed stocks lately, Mackie? They're, I mean, they are tanked big time. No, I don't pay attention to that kind of shit. Yeah, I mean, I've always seen it in my news feeds, things about weed stocks that you really need not to be into right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's dumb. Common sense. Well, you know, if they're down, this is when you want to get into them. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think you want to let them crash and get pretty low and barely start creeping up before you jump in. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what I would do. But right now, they're still tanking pretty heavy. And it from the sounds of this article, you're going to have to barely be careful, you know? Uh, let's see. The Common Citizens is among the businesses looking to exploit an opportunity. The company is currently operating nearly 2,000 square foot of cultivation facilities in Marshall and has seven retail outlets serving medical adult use markets. Common Citizen CEO Michael Elizas predicts the company will look radically different in the year and now looks to go on a shopping spree. It expects revenues to double this year, mainly due to acquisitions and products that look more like uh, more like they'll double again in 2023. So this is a company that's gobbling up failing companies. Mm -hmm. This is mega cannabis. This is how it yep. works. Yep. Small people go in, they get bought out by the big guys and pretty soon you got just the big guys left. Yep. Uh, I actually like the fact that it's so distressing because I'm picking up retail for a fraction of the price it was a year ago, Elias said. It's a buyer's market. A similar dynamic is expected across the country with analysts predicting a wave of mergers and acquisitions in 2023, due in part to the fact that there are many struggling businesses from mom and pop retailers to major publicity, publicly traded companies. More consolidation is coming and we're going to see an acceleration of it in the next year. Elias and many other uh, remain bullish on the Michigan cannabis market in the long term. Most market watchers believe there's still significant room for growth, especially when it comes to some of the big state's biggest city, most notably Detroit, yet to license any recreational businesses. Anyone wow. who's got a stomach for it, it's time to get in, is what he says. Yeah, wow. you remember that that whole Detroit thing? You know, we talked to, what was, come on, what was his name? Um, mm. Earl Carruthers. Yeah, Earl. God, yeah. That's it. You see, that's what we were talking about before. So many interviews we don't mm -hmm. can't remember mm -hmm. them all. But yeah, Earl talks told us about, all about his his story up there in uh, Detroit, and I did not know that they still haven't licensed anything there. That, that's yeah, crazy. It, that's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It, it is. Yeah, but this is the same story that I'm hearing all across the U.S. It does sound like Michigan's in way worse situation than than other areas are, but weed is down right now. It's not doing well in in, in the public market because there's so much of it out there. Everybody, I mean, this was the green gold rush and it's yep. not turned into, it, it's not gold anymore. A four plant said here in the chat, Aurora's all time high. This is their stock price mm -hmm. was $168. Currently it is at $1.25. Mm -hmm. 
Now that's worth an investment for hundred quid, if you ask me. <laughs> Grab yourself a hundred shares of Orange. Just is like, well, can't go any lower. If it, if it can even get up to half of what it was at its all time high, then you're going to be winning. Dude, you know what I'm if, saying? If this is not financial advice. <laughs> if it just doubles from 125, you won. What do you mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but let it fall but, a little bit further. Yeah, I, I don't think the bottom's there yet. I mean, I keep mm -hmm. hearing about all these gluts going on here, and you know, I'm hearing news about uh, dismal hopes for 2023 national legalization in the, in the states, and, and all of these things to say, yeah, let it sit for a little longer. I don't know if the bottom's there just yet. But again, mm -hmm. Two stoners, no financial advice here. That's right. We're just chatting shit, everybody. You don't yeah. do what we tell you to do. I, I'll say that <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to buy any Aurora stock right now. I know that. That's got me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just a quick couple of pieces of forum news. Of course, check out the Seed and Seeds Grow Off. I am uh, in talks right now to see if we can get the Australian members in because uh, seedsmen can't get seeds into Australia, but they're looking at something to try and get it done over the next couple of months so we can get some seeds sent out to the Australian guys. But this is going to be, seeds are going to start getting sent out in a couple of weeks now, mid-January to early February, we're going to be sending seeds out. So if you want to get involved with that and you're a member over at persysgrowing.com, then go and get involved in the Seedsman Grow Off. you find it in the Seedsman section of the site. And also, member of the month this month, we, well, last month, no, we said it's going to be uh, Top Loader because yes. Top Loader has been, he disappeared for a while. You know, he's doing things with normal life and he's come back, got massively involved with the forum, helping out loads of people, being involved in lots of threads. And we've noticed there's uh, a lot of activity on the forum over the last month. So that's super cool. So congratulations to Top Loader, who will be member yes. of the month this month. Yes, your efforts have been noticed. And thank you so much for that. Appreciate yes. it. Yes, indeed, man. And everybody get over to Percy's. Spend more time over Percy's. Christmas is out the way now. We expect everybody back over there to get the hard work on and start <laughs> start building the site and make it massive again. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. We've had a lot of traffic over there. We've had a lot of, lot of growers online at a given time, but I yeah, think yeah. people were just not posting as much as we were because of the holidays. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, is there going to be an outdoor grow contest this year? Maybe, maybe. We'll see. That would if be an interesting thing. We'd have to go you know, strictly... Well, I would we can't we can't control where they do it, but yeah, there's a lot of risk with outdoor grow is the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll see. You find out over on Percy'sGrowroom.com. Make sure you remember, sign up. And of course, if you if you're on Discord as well, you can also join our Discord server, which is linked up there. And if you listen to the podcast, then it will be in the link of the description of this show. So come and join the Discord server, don't be shy. So there we go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news. Apologies for there only being me and Monkey this week, but you know, it's the start of the new year. People are still busy doing their thing, but we'll be back to the full panel for next week's show. So uh, we're going to have the interview on Wednesday, which is going to be with our good friend, Martin Condon. We're going to be finding out what's going on in his world. And we also have the Grow Guides at the end of this week on Friday. That's going to go over our predictions for 2023 and what happened in 2022, which stood out to us. So make sure you tune in for that episode as well. But we're back to normal with the live show on Sunday with the full panel. So make sure you come and join us on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash high and homegrown. And just a quick shout out to our Patreons as well. I'm going over all the Patreon stuff and the YouTube membership. If you're a YouTube member or a Patreon and you don't see the VIP section in the forum and on the Discord server, 
then let me know so I can add your bling and add you to the the appropriate sections of the forum and the Discord. And of course, massive shout out to all of you who are patrons or YouTube members. We massively appreciate it, man. Thank you very much for your support. And if you're not a patron or a YouTube member, then you can become one. Just go to patreon.com slash Percy's Room and you'll find us there. Or you can just go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash High and Homegrown, and you become a member there nice and easy. So if you can, please do. But of course, no pressure. We just appreciate you being here and listening to the show. So thanks again for downloading and listening to the show. We'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview with Martin. See you in a bit. Mm-hmm.